hour. LSU. Boom! All night long. Yes. Let's freaking go! Today, we're starting off with a weird viral trend that happened in the LSU football atmosphere. And I could not believe I would lead off talking about this absolutely crazy but false stat tweeted out by an Alabama fan. So we're going to talk about that today. We're also going to talk about Jordan Jefferson, both of them actually. So um, is Jordan Jefferson going to be the difference maker in Tuscaloosa like the old Jordan Jefferson was all the way back in 2011? So we're going to talk about all that today. Now, there is a reporter by the name of Brett McMurphy, and he tweeted out a stat yesterday that Drew Brees is the last quarterback to beat Nick Saban in back-to-back seasons, okay, which wasn't true, all right? It wasn't true in two different instances, right? The first is Jordan Jefferson beat Nick Saban in back-to-back seasons, okay? But if you reread the tweet, it also said the last starting quarterback. So Jordan Jefferson did not start the 2011 game, but he did win it, right? So he started in in 2010 when we beat him, and then in 2011, okay? Then there was another reporter, and his name is Cruz Oxen something, okay? Oxen Rider, all right? And I want to show you this tweet right here, okay? And this stat got me pumped up, all right? I retweeted it, and Cruz um, basically took what Brett McMurphy said, put a photo with it, and said, fun fact, the last starting quarterback to beat Nick Saban in back-to-back seasons was Drew Brees at Purdue in 1998 and 1999, okay? So, Cruz Oxenreiter tweeted this. It went viral, as you could see, over 800,000 views, okay? Now, why did this go so viral? Well, it's pretty simple. Uh, There was a guy by the name of Drew Brees, Uh, who retweeted this as well, um, that I thought was just, you know, kind of crazy, all right? So here's Drew Brees' retweet, and then it got retweeted by LSU Football, and he said, go Tigers, right? Of course, obviously, you know, last year we had uh, Drew Brees on the opposite sideline versus Purdue, um, but here he is. He says, go Tigers. Very interesting, Okay. LSU football retweets this, even though this is not true, right? The last starting quarterback to beat Nick Saban in back-to-back seasons was Rex Grossman, okay? Um, I had a few, I had actually three of you send this to me because this has gone around. Then I saw J.D. Pickle of on three uh, not retweet this. He just tweeted this on his own. He tweeted the last quarterback – to beat Nick Saban in back-to-back seasons. He didn't even include starting quarterback. The last quarterback to beat Nick Saban in back-to-back seasons was Drew Brees. It's not true. It's not true. And this is coming from someone who is a massive Drew Brees fan. His cards are in my background. I love him. He is my favorite all-time Saints NFL quarterback. 
Okay. Him and Peyton Manning. Those are my two favorites. Okay. I love Drew Brees. It's not true. Okay. Um, so no one has corrected this. No one has. Uh, there's a few people that have been tweeting underneath them. Hey, it's Rex Grossman. It's Rex Grossman. It's Rex Grossman. Then another LSU YouTuber, um, OTOP, looked it up himself. It was Rex Grossman. So I was like making sure, hey, am I, am I seeing um, am I seeing things wrong? But for some reason, okay, I, I've never understood this. Never understood this. Why, why do we like to erase Jordan Jefferson, right? He beat Nick Saban in back-to-back seasons. Now, was he unbelievable in those games? No. Did he stink up the joint in the one that really, really mattered? Yes. How many quarterbacks have beaten Nick Saban three times? There's not a whole lot of them, if any. Okay? I love Drew Brees. I would love anything for that to be true. But facts matter. They just do. And obviously, the Cruz guy has not corrected himself. He's not corrected it. He says, okay, I got Drew Brees to retweet me. Um that's great. That was his life. Apparently he's a Saints fan. So, you know, if you get something wrong, correct it. I get things wrong. And I love these kinds of stats. I love these historical kind of facts. Okay. Jordan Jefferson is the last quarterback to beat Nick Saban in back-to-back seasons. If someone can point someone else out, let me know. All right. I love Jordan Jefferson. I do. He is older brother of one of the goats. Um, he's very involved in his younger brother's career. And I understand things ended badly. And when I talk about past Tigers, especially ones that aren't so popular, I lose viewers. That's okay. Because we don't need to erase him from the history book. The next thing, I do want to talk about Jordan Jefferson, the one now. Because he very well could be the biggest key on this team because we don't have Makai Wingo. And there has been a lot of Jordan Jefferson steam this week, right? Brian Kelly tweeted out, oh, I didn't tweet it out. He said today on the teleconference that Jordan Jefferson is one of the strongest guys on the team. He squats a gazillion pounds. He bench presses a gazillion pounds. This is his time. This is why you go in the portal and rebuild your defensive line. Because last year, we weren't as deep on the defensive line. We just weren't. And now, this being our number three DT, who now comes in as a starter, this is his time. This is his freaking time. So, I am really freaking excited to see what he's going to do. Am I concerned about our run defense versus Alabama? I am. I really am. I thought our run fits versus Army weren't as good as we would like to remember. And when they were good, we struggled to make tackles at the line of scrimmage. Okay. So we've got to buckle up our chin straps. We had a ton of flashes of excellence versus army and Auburn in our front, but we, we better be ready. We better freaking be ready because Alabama, they're going to want to try and run this football. Okay. They're going to want to try and run this football on us. So, The Jordan Jefferson hype train is here, okay? Now, this is why it's very important I bring this up. For months now, months, you guys have been begging for Jordan Jefferson to be the starter over Mason Smith. And you have been begging for Jordan Jefferson to be the starter just in general. We we, we need to get him on the field any way we possibly can, okay? Okay. This is his chance. 
And even if Makai Wingo was available, we were going to need him to step up anyway. And then on top of that, we need Jacoby and Guillory to play better. We need Mason Smith to play better. We need all of our guys up front to play better. Okay? So this is an opportunity for even a Jalen Lee for his chance to play. Ty G. Hill, whoever wants to step up and be the defensive tackles that we need to fill the run game. Let's see what we got. Okay? Let's see what we got. Pierce with the Super Chat here. By Saturday, there will be a new stat that Nick Saban will have lost to a team with a player named Jordan Jefferson three times. Huh? 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 I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Hey, Jordan Jefferson, he played at West Virginia. I think Nick Saban is from West Virginia. Um, so really excited about that. Really excited about that. But yeah, uh, Forbes says no comment on, on on Jordan Jefferson. I don't understand why people don't like him. I, I don't get it. Okay. All he did was win a lot of football games playing quarterback in a less miles offense. That's not easy to do. Okay. It is not easy to do. Let's go to Cliff here. Can LSU stop the run with two high safeties? That'll be the key to winning. Okay. So that is a good question, man. I hope so. I hope so. Uh, I, I, th- I think we're going to play a lot of too high, which means basically Major Burns and Andre Sam are going to be playing back. So really excited to see what those guys are able to do. And let's um, let, let, let's see. Um, let's see what they can do. OK, it is funny chance. OK, I, I do not like Rex Grossman. I don't. And I'm not, I'm not a Bears fan by any stretch of the imagination. I don't like the Florida Gators. I, I, I'll i say it again. I would do anything, absolutely anything, for that stat to have been true. Because it tears my heart up that Rex Grossman did beat Nick Saban twice. Okay? And they blew us out one time in Tiger Stadium. It was ugly. It was ugly. Uh, Blake and I talked about that earlier today. That, that was a tough one, right? Um, and, of course, we were all younger at that time, but still. It's if if there is any stat that I wish would be true, it would be that one because that would have been Purdue and Drew Brees beating Nick and and Michigan State. Tell him Pierce, though, and that's kind of funny, huh? 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 But the truth is, Jordan Jefferson was a good quarterback at LSU. He was not bad. He was definitely not bad. He definitely wasn't great. Okay. But that is true, Chance. That game in Chicago hurt me as a Saints fan. It did. Now, enough about the past. It's time to talk about the present. Okay. I am getting more confident with LSU by the day. I just am. Okay. Um, And I understand that... This very well could be a situation where LSU is going to need to win this game in a shootout. You know what I was saying before the year? One thing I was totally wrong about, totally wrong, is I did say that Jaden Daniels was going to take a leap, and he has. I don't think any of us would have thought he would have taken a leap to where he is clearly the best quarterback in college football. 
right? I don't think any one of us could have said that by midseason. Everyone was going to say Jaden is the best quarterback in the whole sport. But it's clear that that's the case right now, okay? Um, what I would say, though, is before the year, I said LSU is not a team that can win in shootouts. And boy, was I wrong, okay? Jaden Daniels can win in a shootout, right? He just can. It's not his preferred style of play, I don't think. Um, but he, he's he's changed, right? He's that's that's how we have to beat Alabama, okay? Because I don't know how much we're going to stop him. But the contrary is also true, right? How many games has Nick Saban played in in his life that was just an all-out knockout, dragout, shootout? Right, you think of some right that 2020 Bama game that ended 63-48 versus Ole Miss was a shootout. Right, there are some, there are some that 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 stick out. Okay, but let's be real. Let's be real. Okay, I'm not sure if Alabama can win in a shootout. I don't know if that's their style. Right, you take a look at their. And, and once again, this isn't the most reliable metric, but you take a look at their point totals. They never score over 30 points, right? They're a big play offense that doesn't hit on a gazillion big plays, right? You would think with as much talent and firepower that they have, all these explosive touchdowns would mean that they're putting up huge point totals. Uh, they were under 30 versus Tennessee, they were under 30 versus Arkansas. They were under 30 versus Texas. And look, all three of those teams have somewhat respectable to very good defenses. We'll leave that up to the imagination of you. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think LSU is in a really good spot. I really do. I really do. As Dr. Morgan points out, the 2019 game in T-Town was a shootout. It definitely was. One that we won. Um, so that was one. So he normally plays like one or two a year. Obviously last year, the Tennessee game was a shootout. Okay. Those are the games that Nick can't really control, right? Like your, your, your defense isn't making stops. And even Nick said a few years ago that no longer is it about great defenses beating good offenses. It's the opposite. This game is all about the offense. Okay. So I, I think, I think for me, watch out. I know I'm not sure if they're going to be able to keep up with us. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Okay. But at the same time, I'm not sure if I'm able to make the leap of faith saying that we are going to have enough firepower to win all four of our remaining games. Okay? Let's go to Luke here. Oh, you're in the corner for the Breeze play? Huh? 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 Uh, so, yeah. Last thing uh, before we get back into the present. The biggest myth, okay, one of the biggest myths in, in 2019 LSU, all right, was that the Alabama game was a five-point game, 
it was a five-point game in reality. But in actuality, we're up by 20 at halftime. Ed Orgeron had an all-time bad punt call on fourth and one in plus territory when Joe would have put the game away. Their two touchdowns were on uh, a, a weird punt return by Waddle and, you know, the trick play on Sting, okay? Then in the second half, the scores that they had, they had to convert a ton of fourth downs, right? I mean, it took a lot for them to get back into the game, and they and they deserve credit for getting back into the game, right? They do. Uh, they forced the Joe Burrow turnover and all that stuff, but the game really wasn't close. Bayman did not play their best. Tua definitely did not play his best. LSU played probably their best game of the season, and that game should have been a two or three score game. Okay, um, that's true. And then also the Clemson game was uh, looks like a blowout. It looks like it was decided by seventeen points, but it was also a game that I felt. was a lot closer than the scoreline indicated, right? So I think those things uh, will always be true about 2019 LSU. I'm trying to get uh, this off. There we go. Can LSU put up 35? I think that's the minimum. I think LSU does move the football. Um, well, I do. Uh, is there a concern for me? Um, a little bit with the middle of the offensive line? Yeah, there is. Uh, because this is the best defensive line we've played. None of the other ones are nearly as good as, like, the Florida State one we played at the beginning of the season. Right? Um, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. It's going to be a PA pass this week. Oh, okay. So he's going to fake like he's. Oh, I see what I see what you're doing, Pegasus. If this happens, Pegasus, I'm sending you a BTJ rookie card. How about that. Nikki talked about two after that game too. We were visiting as a recruit in 2019. He played bad. I mean, that's all there is to it. I mean, he had a you know a fumble. Uh, that uh, that was on him. Now, here's what you're going to do. Next $20 Super Chat. You are winning a Mason Taylor rookie card. How about that? Who doesn't want a Mason Taylor rookie card? Let's go into you. First $20 Super Chat. Okay. My dog is barking again because my wife... It's just not coming up. Huh? 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 Now, coming up in just a second, one stat that really stands out to me about LSU going to Alabama. Let's go. PHL Nation. Oh, yeah, baby. You know about Louisiana Controls. They've been showing us love throughout this college football season, and I'm looking for you to do the same when it comes to your energy management 
commercial HVAC needs. It is all with our buddies who have been doing this for over 40 years. Yes, that is four decades. You know this Louisiana weather gets crazy. Go to LouisianaControls.com or call 225-924-4990, baby. Let's go. All righty. So what's that I, I, I always lean to is yards per play, right? Now, Alabama's yard per play numbers are very perplexing because, well, they went through a transition, right? They tried Jalen Monroe. He didn't play well versus Texas. And then, you know, they then tried Tyler Buckner, uh, who was the transfer from Notre Dame. So that was um, Tommy Reese's guy that came over. He stunk, okay? Then they tried Ty Simpson, the five-star, in the second half. He stunk. They were still able to win the game because USF's not a good team. But there was a lot of opportunities for USF to win or at least send that game to overtime, right? And they couldn't do it because Bama's defense is tenacious, okay? Um, so Bama's yard per play numbers are not that great offensively. But when you really look a little bit deeper, they have gotten better, right? But a lot of it is just these big plays. LSU has shown the ability to not only drive the football down the field hitting big plays, but they have shown the ability to do so in the intermediate, right? You know, in the Arkansas game, Bama hit an absolute moonshot, okay? But then by the second half, Arkansas tightened up their coverage bust, and there just wasn't as many methodical drives. Alabama had struggle uh, struggles catching the football to move the chains. Um, they had some drops. So, look, we've had drop issues ourselves. I look at the offensive yard per play battle whenever I look at any match matchup. It's a basic counting stat. It's not some major analytic, but I do look at it. And guess what? LSU has the advantage here. They do. Okay. Um, but defensively, we don't have that advantage, right? If we go in, though, and force them, you've got to do this if you're Madhouse whatever it takes to force them to methodically move the football down the field, do it, do it. Okay. Six yards here, seven yards here. So what Alabama's got one of the worst red zone offenses in the sec. Okay. Make them drive the football down the field and execute in the final portion of the field. Okay. Something else. They're good at getting pick sixes. They're good at getting fumbles. They're good at special teams. If they're returning something, tackle them by any stretch of the imagination. Force them to have to execute. Okay? Do whatever it takes. Okay? That's going to be so un-freaking-believably important. Okay? Now. Let me see. Type Y for yes, type in for no. Do you feel Jalen Milrow is someone that can take over a football game? I want you to just give me what you truly believe. Uh, let's see. 
You don't feel Milrow could take over a game. Freddie Din says no. Let's go to Pegasus' question. Who are the weapons to watch for Bama outside of Burton? I really don't know anyone else. Uh, so Burton obviously is their, their best guy. Isaiah Bond is their best deep receiver, number 17. Kobe Prentice, number six, is a good player. Um, 84, Nye Black is a very good tight end. And those are their big guys on offense. And on defense, um, one of their best players is uh, Dallas Turner. I mean, the dude is just a masterful pass rusher. And part of why he is so effective is because, well, guess what? He's got another good pass rusher. Opposite. Okay. Um, You know, I truly do think LSU is in a position where uh, they feel good about their offensive tackles. I would be a little worried about what um, what they could bring up the middle. Okay. Um, you know, this is going to be a big game for Miles Frazier. Okay. Now, if you're a patron, you've seen this. This is part of your Patreon subscription when you sign up. Joe Milton, Jace McClellan, Roydell Williams, number five, is their goal line back. He's a very good football player. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, I wanted to show you this because we we're talking about the yard per play numbers. Take a look at their rushing yard per play. 12th, 12th in the SEC. But you see passing yard per attempt, 9, 9.6 is third. In overall YPP, this is power five adjusted, 5.94. So if you're listening to this on podcasts, um, Spotify, iTunes, please give that five-star review. Um, but yeah, you know, this is uh, the, the big play that they hit to Isaiah Bond right here, right? Um, they uh, hit him with the, you know, a little double move. It's to the bottom of your screen. We'll go to the next slide here. And then you can see he made this corner fall to his knees with a really good move. Jalen Milrow finally stepped up in the pocket. And you see how open Bond is, and this eventually became a touchdown. So if you want to read this full breakdown, go to patreon.com slash LSU football, and you can see it for yourself. Rob G., what's good, brother? Yeah, um, what happened to all the Louisiana guys they took? So, uh, obviously, you know, Alabama has a lot of Louisiana guys normally. And this was always my position, okay? The skill guys in... And I'm sure you're referencing not this last recruiting class, but the one before it. So Bama took the three best receivers in the last class. And yes, I would have loved to have had them because they were really good recruits, but I wasn't on fire about them. I just wasn't. Um, And one of those was Aaron Anderson. Okay. Now, of course, Aaron's health has really, you know, hampered his career up to this point, but once again, my favorite skill guy ended up going to Mississippi State in that crop. But you take a look at um, Shaz Preston. He's not really done a whole lot. His brother, of course, is a safety at Mississippi State. And Kendrick Law is just now being featured in the offense. And he could be a difference maker, right? He was their jet sweep guy um, last week. Yeah, Pegasus, I, I don't know what happened to Lewis. I, I don't. 
Okay. I really don't. I don't even know if he's still there. Okay. Um, but yeah, it, it is interesting. It, and, and I do get a lot of questions about, hey, what happened to this recruit that we lost? One recruiting thing that is not brought up a whole lot is so many of the recruits that LSU barely missed out on did not turn out to really be that great. Okay. Obviously there are some exceptions to that. Patrick Sertan being like one of the first ones that, you know, come to your mind. Right. But of a good majority of them, uh, Devonta Smith was great, obviously, but at scale, it, it really hadn't killed LSU as much as you would think. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, it's 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 honestly that simple. Okay. Yeah, I was pretty calm. And I, I didn't like that we lost all three, but, you know, there was a transition phase. You know, Brian Kelly was coming in. I said at the time, the linemen that we kept were, were the key guys, and that has obviously been exponentially correct. Okay. Let's go to Mystic Rain with the the Nick Young. Abby, I love it. Do you think our defensive line will step up this week? I do. I do. Cautiously optimistic, though. Cautiously optimistic. I've been kind of on the middle with Alabama's offensive line. Like, I'm not in love with that group. They're obviously not as good as some of these past Nick Saban offensive lines. But still, it's... It's important to understand, though, that when it comes to the offensive line, Nick Saban's offensive lines are always going to be very strong. They're, they're always going to be big. And I go back to the Tennessee game. They had some huge, huge blocks where they took guys to the ground, and it made a massive difference in the outcome of the game. Massive. So when they get a hold of you, you've got to be able to keep your feet. You do. All right. You've got to be able to keep your feet. All right. Freddie says, whoever has the fewer mistakes and fewer penalties comes out on top LSU by seven. Yeah, I mean, look, I've talked about the officiating at length. I don't think... I don't think being, I, I mean, I'm just going to put this out. I don't think LSU is going to have bad officiating luck in this. I'm just going to say it out loud. I think these things tend to even themselves out. And the Missouri game was so bad that I think, I, I think we're going to get the calls to go our way. I do. I do. Okay. So be ready. The whistles will go our way on Saturday night. Okay. Let's see. Now, what are a few things I would do if I were LSU? One would be I, I wouldn't just rush my line. Okay. I want to see a lot of twists. 
and stunts up front. Okay. But when you twist and stunt, stay in your lane. Okay. Don't get wild and crazy. All right. Be smart. Read your pass rush angles. Okay. You know, versus Arkansas, right? Uh, if you, and, and Brian Kelly used the KJ Jefferson comp for Jalen Milrow. They're pretty similar. I think Milrow is faster, though. I, I do think he's a little bit more dangerous um, once he once he breaks the pocket as a runner. Okay. If if we're gonna twist and all that stuff, we have got to be ready to retrace our steps. Okay. Milrow can be a little statuesque in the pocket before he decides to take off. I thought in the Tennessee games, he had a few lanes he could have taken um, to run and he didn't take them and he took sacks or he took, you know, bad opportunities. Okay. So yeah, it's, 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 it should be noted that if we want to get exotic up front, we we've got to maintain our discipline. Okay. Plum, what's good, man? So, Plum, our poll question's up. Do you believe Jaden Daniels should be the number one pick in the NFL draft? 62% of you say no. Okay, I kind of forgot about the poll question. I think. Thank you, Plum. That's why you're so important. That's why I've been missing you. Okay? So, we do these earlier live streams. Um, I do want to point this out, though, that... One of the most well-respected NFL draft writers is Dane Brugler. I've met Dane before in Dallas. Really nice guy. Okay? He's always been an NFL draft guy. And so he's the main NFL guy at The Athletic, and he issued his first top 50 prospects in the NFL draft. So before this season, really Malik was the only one but now there were three LSU players in the top 50, okay? Malik was obviously the highest. He was in the top 20. Then Brian Thomas Jr. was in the top 30. And Jaden Daniels made the list. I, I think he was ahead of Quinn Ewers. Um, but still, it was very interesting. He also, I think, had three receivers ahead of Malik Neighbors. Okay. Keon Coleman and the Adunze out of um, Washington both jumped Malik Neighbors. And obviously, Marvin Harrison is the top guy, the number one prospect um, at any position, if you ask me. Uh, but Drake May, he had number one over Caleb Williams. Okay. One guy that was ahead of Jaden that I thought was interesting was J.J. McCarthy was ahead of, was ahead of Jaden Daniels. I don't know about that. You know, McCarthy is 6'3". He's obviously himself, you know, very athletic. I, I don't know if I could take him over Jaden Daniels. Drake May, Caleb Williams, sure, okay. But, you know, obviously my bias creeping in. I would take Jaden number one. Ha, 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 ha. Um... But yeah, I think um, I I think that's really good for us. Outside of this, okay, 
I think BTJ is gone after this year. It's it's going to be a lot to keep him. Okay. Now he does make us infinitely better if he stays. Okay. And it's not the absolute worst situation if he leaves. Okay. But it's not a great situation if he leaves either. Right. Normally, an LSU receiver shows you something before he actually plays. Okay. He shows you um, some kind of leap. Right. So if BTJ is gone next year, obviously Kyron Lacey is going to be our number one, um, which 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 is a lot. Right? It's, it's a, that's, that's a huge leap of faith. Um, and, that, and that's if Kyron decides to to, to 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 not make that leap. OK, so really excited about that. Really excited for those three guys uh, to, to be on Dane's list. And then, of course, the next year, it'll be Will Campbell and Emory Jones which would be huge for the program if we got some first-round offensive linemen, as many of you guys know. Now, um, one thing I'll mention before we get back into the Alabama game, you must keep in mind if you're Brian Kelly, and this would be something I would mention to this team after this game, Okay. The LSU-Bama game last year felt so different than all the other LSU-Alabama victories. Okay, 2019, it really felt like something. 2011, it really felt like something. But the truth is, going into those games, there was going to be a big reaction if either of the teams won. Before Before last year's game, None of us expected what was going to happen, happen, okay? So, you know, I, I, f- I find it to be so interesting. I really, really, really do. So, like, when I look at the way that that game ended, we had an epic Bama hangover. Now, we literally had sickness going into that Arkansas game. But the truth was, even though we were sick, we also never really played well after that, outside of the Purdue game. We, we did not play our best football versus Texas A&M on offense or defense, and then versus Georgia, we were also a mess. Now, those are two top 15 recruiters, and – those schools were uh, obviously A and M was in a unique situation that that was their final game, so they can empty the playbook and know that's that. And then the Georgia game, no, they were Georgia, our undefeated national champion. So we we're playing good opposition, but we got blown out in both of those games. So when this game is over, one thing I would do if I told Brian Kelly is say, "Look." It's great to have a big celebration. It's great to knock, you know, the Kings off the mountaintop. But Alabama's not the Kings anymore. It's Georgia. So it's going to be very important how we handle ourselves after this victory. Now, I'm not saying don't celebrate, don't have fun or anything like that. But it was very clear that we did have some, we did have a hangover. Okay. So if we beat them back-to-back, I would tell Brian Kelly, hey, let's get excited, but let's treat this win like every other win, right? 
this is now the new norm. We run the West, even though the West won't exist after this next year. So there you go. All right, Kedrick says, I think with this new secondary, we'll see the real town Brian Kelly um, recruited. Kedrick, I was so sad that Florida State lost because what was that? You said that you're going to do um, what a uh, a gazillion dollar super chat of Florida State actually won. Ha ha ha! Good to see you, man. I've been missing you. Got a big day coming up. Well, Kedrick's another Austinite. Yeah, I miss it. it was cold. But you got the dub. You won the West that day. It was because you went to the game, Mr. Green. And honestly, Pegasus is is we were tired. Right? We didn't have that that championship depth. Okay. So let's go into Tuscaloosa, get this victory, and let's get ready to beat Florida the next week. Okay. Now. Which member of the LSU secondary are you most concerned about that is not a true freshman on Saturday? Let me know in the chat right now. I wanted to save this for the end. Which member of the LSU secondary are you concerned the most? Okay. On freaking Sunday. I say Sunday. Saturday. You're most concerned about Major Burns. Major Burns. Plum says LaTerrence Welch. Pegasus says Sage Ryan is all of a sudden your number one corner. Yet non-true freshman member of the secondary. Are you most concerned about? Go, go harder, go home. Says Sage Ryan's been quiet lately. It's a good thing. Ha ha ha. That is true. That is true. Uh, I I do th I do think one player I I am semi concerned about is Major Burns. Right. You look last year. Okay, he made one of the biggest plays of this game. He also was the one that got and in, was initially beat on the play. Okay. If I make a huge mistake in the game, and I know everyone knows I made the mistake, I can go into a game thinking, well, I got to go out there and make a play. Okay? Now, we've got to play smart. We've got to play smart. 
It's not uh, the be all end all. Okay. We have got to go out there and just do your job. All right. We just go out there, do your job. Okay. Let's see here. Yeah, I mean, he's played better in recent weeks. Uh, he's he's played a lot better. You know, I, that, that, I think that pick six did a lot for his confidence versus Missouri. I really do think so. Let's see. Um, hmm. Jared, thank you for the super chat. I appreciate you. Let's see. LSU women's basketball in action tonight. Let's go. I love it. Absolutely love it. Oh, yeah, no, I'm glad I'm done. I got to do better about this. Once again, First $20 Super Chatter. Get a Mason Taylor rookie card in the mail tonight. And let me show you this. Uh, powerlsu.com slash shop so we can go get your merch. Powerlsu.com Now, you're just going to do the next five to ten minutes. I'm going to answer as many questions as I possibly can. But if you super chat, we'll keep it going. Okay. Uh, there should be tomorrow. I say there should be. There will be tomorrow. Uh, a new Patreon breakdown. We already did the Alabama offense versus our defense. Tomorrow, it's going to be our offense against their defense. So I'm going to tell you the key players, what I think they're going to do what I think we should do, and there you go. Okay? Here's a good one here. Carter, do you think we should take the football or defer to a halftime if we win the toss Saturday? This one's honestly pretty clear. We have got to defer to the second half. Okay? 
the numbers clearly show that Bama have struggled opening drives um, this season. They have not been good at all, okay? Um, so if that's the case, we have got, got to kick them to football. That is a huge advantage getting an early three and out, knowing that we're going to get the football to start the second half, okay? And that was actually a question we were going to say for tomorrow's uh, live stream. Uh, but, um, but yeah, that is definitely something I, I think Brian Kelly should do. Now, I can understand the opposite as well, right? Versus Auburn, we took the football, went down the field and scored, and boom, seven points on them. And that's just so much more pressure when you're already down a seven spot on the road in Tiger Stadium coming off a bye, right? So, and Auburn was coming off a bye. Because you're feeling good about your defense, rested legs, and bam, Malik Neighbors hits you. Bam, Jaden hits you. Bam, Logan hits you. The three guys you're, you're preparing for more than anyone else, they all got you. Okay? So, you know, you can make an argument for, for taking the football first. I... Uh, man. God. I really hope we, I really hope we defer. I really, really, really hope. Okay. Now it says always defer. Let's go here. What am I expecting to see from... Their secondary versus our receivers. That's a good question. I I think with Jaquincy Kool Aid McKinstry, they're actually going to play him aggressively. I could see them trusting him in one on one coverage, and then just on the other side of the line of scrimmage, just or the other side of the field putting all your coverage on that side. So bracketing that side of the field and uh, letting Jaquincy uh, decide this game for you. So Kylie, good to see you again. Corey wants to know if he's eligible for parole. Uh, I wish I knew what this was referencing. Um, let me know, Kylie. Okay. Lots of famous Kylie's, though. There was uh, Kylie Jenner. There's Kylie. What, what was the singer's name? Kylie Mo- Monique. What What song did she sing? I was thinking about this. Yeah, Tony the Tiger. R.I.P. Bob Knight. One of the legends. No, not Monique. It's M- M- Minogue. Highest selling female Australian artist of all time sold 80 million records. That's funny. He he said, Oh, so someone named Corey, I blocked him a year ago. Oh, we got a lot of Corey's on PHL. Here's what I'll do, though. Here's what I'll do. After this live stream, I'll go check to see if I have a quarry blocked. Okay. And 
I actually this is all coming back to me. I think Corey used to watch through your channel, Kylie. Or you could be Corey commenting right now. Either way, I, I'll go look and I'll let him out for parole, if you will. Actually, I'll, I'll do this. I will I will immediately after this live stream let him out. Okay. If you can tell me right now, Kylie, who or or Corey, you might be whoever, who was the 2007 national championship defensive MVP for LSU? If you can get that right, nobody nobody guessed that in the chat. The national championship defensive MVP for the Les Miles LSU team. Okay. Who, who was the MVP? This is only for Kylie and Corey. I, I'll give you until the end of the stream. Don't, 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 don't be cheating in real life or in, in, in on, on this quiz. Okay. We talked about him last night too. I know player X. I'm like I, I hardly block anybody. Speak it into existence. I'm speaking into existence that LSU is winning this game. Let's go. Let's go. You can also get your old school PHL shirt. This is one of my favorite shirts. Old school. Let's go. Kylie, I'm going to know if you Googled or not. Mm. I know, Noah. Uh, that's crazy. That's crazy. Okay. So here's the <laughs> Okay, this this is back to me. So I I I I, I do vaguely remember uh, a Corey commenting through Kylie's account. But I think there was a time where both of y'all commented at the same time. Either way. Uh that's why it confused me at first. Okay, I'm pretty sure it was a D-tackle. You are right. You are right. Okay, that's good enough. That's good enough. It was uh it was it was Ricky Jean Francois. That was that was it. Okay. Huh? <laughs> huh? And I say that because we're talking about defense tackles earlier tonight. Now, uh for tomorrow's live stream, we will have a guest. So I'm gonna need y'all to to really come in, show up, show out, and get ready. It's, it's going down. Okay? It is! Oh, yeah, once again, top super chatter. What's Kylie? And Pierce. Pierce hit me with the Venmo. Appreciate you. It is! Pow. Our LSU. Bah! And tonight, we are doing, oh, tacos, night two, baby. It's a taco Wednesday. Let's go. Let's go. 